Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, Mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. And welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. And man, we got people all over the place. Matt and I here at the at the t-shirt shop at Fresh Prince, uh, getting ready to to kick off this episode. We right now we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Bolding, um, on the phone with us and getting ready to call uh, all the way down to Florida and talk to um, Joshua Joiner of the Hunt the Front crew. So all over the place, but, uh, Ryan, how's dad duty? Yeah, it's, it's going good, man. It's just, um, big adjustment. And, uh, you know, we've been really busy with obviously all of our stuff and, and, you know, bringing a kid into the world that's just added to it, but it's been fun. It's been awesome and wouldn't change it for the world. I like the, the three of us, you know, we're in three different stages of dadhood. You know, my kids are in their mid mid to late twenties, you know, so I'm enjoying grandfatherhood and you're enjoying, uh, survival preschool and, <laughs> and yeah, you survival. And then Ryan's starting out when you still look at him and say, Oh, look how cute they are. Yeah, you know, they, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> they haven't told you to stick it up anywhere yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta say, and I, I said this to him, uh, this weekend, but, uh, you know, Kelsey and Ryan came over Sunday, and Ryan and I were supposed to clean out the trailer, uh, which we, we got started on. Um, but really, really cool getting to see you guys be parents, man. And uh, uh, Miles is awesome and uh, so happy for you guys. So I'm glad we were able to pull this off via phone call um, anyway. So, But looking ahead here, we I mean, this is, this is a really cool opportunity um, to talk to uh, Joshua Joiner again of Hunt the Front. Um, you know, for those of our listeners who maybe don't know, which would shock me if they don't know who Hunt the Front is, um, grassroots late model racing team out of Florida that started a vlog, a, a video series behind the scenes um, on YouTube that has just literally exploded in popularity. Um, I just checked before we got on 103,000 subscribers. <laughs> Uh, to their YouTube channel, and I believe, Ryan, correct me, um, that's just a few more than what we've got on Thirsty Goat Entertainment, right? A couple, yeah. yeah. We're, we're closing in, but a couple. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to narrow the gap, but uh, no, so really cool deal, and this kind of came about. We were lucky enough, um, you know, through Dirt to Media uh, to partner up with Hunt the Front on a, on a broadcast uh, a couple weekends ago. And uh, now getting the opportunity to kind of talk to them about what they did. So, Ryan, how did that all yeah, come no. about for us, man? Yeah, so, um, you know, we partnered up with the USPS Sprint Car Series and uh, for their Winter Heat Series. And, uh, of course, they visited Southern uh, Speedway, Southern Raceway, I guess. Um, forgive me for saying that wrong. But, um, you know, that's kind of the home base for the Hunt the Front crew. And, um, you know, they, they've kind of been partnering up with a couple uh, guys here and there and, and providing a, you know, a pay-per-view service through their Facebook page. And, uh, you know, they've got a huge following and it really, you know, does well for the, you know, the event and for the track and just, uh, you know, all around pulling their following in and um, great group of guys to work with really enjoyed, um, you know, the professionalism and, and just everything about them. They're, they're, you know, they're the real deal. 
Well, with that, Matt, let's um, let's give Joshua a call here, get him on the podcast. Like I said, um, really lucky we get the opportunity here to talk to him. So let's see. Well, I'm excited to see you so excited about a late model team. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't decline me. <laughs> we've had we've we, that's happened to us before. Maybe he's on an important business call. Hello. Hey, Joshua. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's good, man. This is uh so you got Dustin Roller, um, Matt Staples, and Ryan Bowling Throttled Up Podcast um, coming here to join us. Um, appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You guys hear me all right? I just, just put my headphones in, so yeah, we got your connection. We got you good, loud and clear, and um, so brother, I I just want to kind of jump in right here because first of all. What you guys have done and the growth of Hunt the Front has been absolutely amazing. How did this all start, man? Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate that. We've, uh, we've worked really hard. Definitely been a, a group effort uh, to do it, all of us that are involved with it. And, uh, and definitely had a lot of luck along the way. Um, this helped us. I, really, it started, I mean, it depends on what you mean by you know, hunt the front and when it started, I mean, it's been, you know, obviously us as a racing family, we've been in, into it for a long time and, uh, you know, grew up going to the races. My dad and my uncles all raced and some of my older cousins raced, uh, back in the early nineties. And I grew up going, my brother Jonathan and I both grew up going to the, the races with our, uh, our dad. And, um, then, uh, my little brother, our younger brother, Joseph, when he uh, was born and, um, eventually we got into racing ourselves and, uh, I guess, you know, as adults, we got, you know, we got a little older and realized that uh, racing costs a lot of money. Um, <laughs> and to do it, you know, the way we wanted to, like, you know, you grow up having dreams of, you know, going, being a professional racer or whatever, whether it's NASCAR or, you know, top, top ranks of dirt track racing. Um, you know, and then as you get older and realize how much it takes to do that kind of stuff and um, to get there, and, you know, you kind of realize that it doesn't really work that way. And I think Jonathan and I had kind of gotten to that point. Um, realize that if any of you know it's going to take a lot to do that really wasn't we didn't have the budget for it or the funding um to, to really go anywhere with the sport and we kind of it all started to mean to you know to, to making it you know, make racing interesting and, and keep an interest in it and, and maybe you know maybe make something of it and eventually um you know we went we had a, a blog a website first and then eventually got the idea to create a youtube vlog um and really just kind of went from there i guess and, you know, when you guys start that, where do you think it's going to end up? I mean, I, I just, we, when we introduced you, man, we talked 103,000 subscribers right now on YouTube. I think it's 28,000 followers on Instagram. I'll be honest, I didn't even check Facebook, but it's, you, the following is just massive. Is it 60? Yeah, I think we're closing in on 60,000 followers on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> I mean, but but really, like, I mean, you talk about when you guys look at even some of those top tier racing teams in, in the late model world, 
they're not pulling numbers like that. So what you guys have created with this kind of grassroots effort is just remarkable. Did you guys ever imagine it would end up where you're at? I mean, I think we kind of had, you know, you have hopes and get, you know, we, we had the idea of, hey, let's start for a YouTube vlog. And, you know, obviously that's not a, a new concept, the idea of a YouTube vlog. Um, you know, and I'd followed uh, a few vlogs and had seen kind of their ride. Uh, it was in a different sport. It was in, um, I, I used to own a CrossFit gym. I was really big into CrossFit. And I followed uh, some you know, YouTubers, CrossFit YouTubers. And, and that's kind of where we got the idea is, uh, you know, we, you know, we can do what those people, um, a couple of vloggers that, that have done in the CrossFit space, we can do in, you know, the dirt track racing, grassroots racing space. And, and there wasn't, there was a few people, you know, kind of had YouTube channels doing a little bit, kind of like what we do, but nothing really, um, you know, like the way we, we ended up doing it. Um, and so we said, Hey, let's, let's give it a try. And who knows, the sky's the limit. Um, and kind of, it, it surprised us how, how it took off and, and how successful it's been. But at the same time, um, you know, it kind of didn't, I mean, you can look at, you know, YouTube itself and, and, you know, YouTube channels, you can kind of look at. You know, if you do, if you're doing it right, it, it's there. It's meant to. Uh, they're going to help you grow if you're putting out content that uh, people enjoy and they come back for and they watch and they stay on the platform and keep them on the platform. You know, YouTube wants to put that content in front of people that are going to enjoy it, so you kind of you know benefit from from that, and that's that's what we did. And you know, here we are today. Yeah, and and man, it's um. Not, I think the coolest thing for me, Josh, was also not only do you guys you know create this content and it's so much fun getting to see you guys behind the scenes, but I think for all of us that grew up the same way, fans at the racetrack, around people that race, you're real guys, um, if that makes sense. And, and I, I, I don't want to mean that, you know, anyway offensive, but you're not – you guys are doing the same kind of things we are. You're hanging out in the garage. You're getting the car ready, you know. It's it's the real thing that we get to see. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, you know I think that's kind of the beauty of it is uh, it, it, you know we try to try to be just just like we I mean, we have we we are just like we've always been when it comes to the racing. Uh, the only thing we do different you know uh, is, is we have cameras uh, that we tote around and and you know with us and and have to you know do some things things a little bit different to make it interesting. But for the most part, you're seeing. You know, we came exactly what we've done all our lives. Uh, you know, working in the garage all week and um, and going racing on the weekends. You know, now it's a little different because um, being that this pretty much uh, the, all of our jobs now is what we're doing full time. Is you know we get to do <laughs> we have a instead of having to work all day and then work in the in the garage on you know at night we're getting to to, to be in the garage a little earlier and, and have you know some more evenings to ourselves, which is nice. But um, but yeah, so it's you know we we I feel like people connect. Uh, you know, our audience kind of connects to what we're doing because it's similar to what um, they've done um, if they're racers or what they imagine, you know, if, racer, uh, if, they're, if they're a fan of racing, they imagine what it's like. Um, they get to see that kind of behind the scenes and more up close. And then they also feel like, uh, you know, our goal, what we do with our vlogs is we try to make it feel like the viewer feel like they're there with us. You know, like they're, they're, you know, hanging out with us at the races or they're working in the shop with us or whatever it may be that we're doing. Um, you know, and I guess, I feel like we do a good job of that because uh, people seem to keep, keep, keep people interested. So, um, you know, I guess we're doing, doing something right there. What's the reaction when you get to a, a new or different track and they recognize you guys from YouTube? I mean, you guys feel like celebrities, you know, and it's, oh my, those are guys from YouTube. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, for me, because 
because I previously worked for Flow Racing and their owners outside of, uh, you know, going to events for, you know, our, our events with Hunt the Sun, I would go to, you know, races that I was covering for Dirt on Dirt. Um, and, you know, it's pretty cool to be, you know, there, uh, you know, people to recognize me, you know, um, you know, and, and, and really to know who I was because I'm kind of more in the background, um, behind the scenes with the Hunt the Sun stuff. Um, I'm, I do occasionally take over the camera and make the vlogs myself when Jonathan's not there or, or whatever, or, or uh, but for the most part, I'm kind of behind the scenes. So, when people really know me and recognize, um, you know, me from the, the, the YouTube channel, that means they're really followed pretty closely because, <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people don't even realize, um, Jonathan and myself are two different people, uh, you know, we're twins. <laughs> and so I think some people think, you know, it's the same person. <laughs> so when people, yeah, Hey, Joshua, like, uh, they, yeah, they know, I'm, you know, this is before I worked Dirt on Dirt, and be like, You're here, are you here for Dirt on Dirt? No, I'm like, yeah. So they, they kind of followed pretty close to know that storyline, you know, my background, and um, and also that was really cool. Uh, you know, when we go with the race team, you know, obviously we, yeah, we get, you know, there's a lot of people, um, I, you know, I'm, you know, the heck this weekend at Manila Raceway, a track that we've been to, you know, in the past two years, probably over 10 times, so one of our, you know, tracks we go to the most, um, you know, it's still cool, you know, after the races, when Joseph finished seventh and the late model racing was really a non-factor. And yet, you know, you look around the pit area and we by far, I, I think by far, I think they say have the most fans at our pit area, you know, um, after the races to see Joseph and Jesse and, and the rest of the guys and get autographs and pictures. And I mean, I, that, that's me just, it's unbelievable, you know, in some regards to, to go from, you know, a bunch of guys that no one really even knew uh, before and now, you know, to have a fan base like that, it's, it's, it's just really cool and, and humbling, and uh, we're definitely blessed for sure. So I want to go back, Joshua, when we when we started off here and introduced you, we talked about kind of how this partnership with uh, with us, with Dirt to Media, um, a couple weeks ago there at Southern Raceway with the, the Winter Nationals, the USCS, um, came about. But the cool thing is, you know, you guys go there to race. It's your home track. Um, Joseph finishes first in the crate uh, and picks up the win, and uh, Jonathan also gets a first. Correct? Yes, yeah. So it was two different two different weekends. The first weekend, Joseph won the six hundred four race, and then the the uh, second weekend there, when when the USPS sprint cars were in town, Jonathan was it raced both nights. Was was second the first night. He should have won, but he he messed up and uh, gave it away. Uh, then he won the third. Uh, excuse me, the, the Saturday night show. So, yeah, we won two of uh, the three nights. It's supposed to be four nights, two doubleheaders. One got, um, got rain there, had a, was canceled there. So it was three races, and we won two out of three for the late model divisions there. So that was pretty uh, pretty good. Um, you know, we thought they'd been a clean sweep, but, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> so, you know, you say there, how, how is the, the off-the-camera, um, you know, ribbing between all you brothers i mean how does that that kind of play out is there is it you guys can you guys be kind of hard on each other is it you know how's that kind of dynamic um you know i mean we get along pretty well i think as far as um you know uh, i think compared to most siblings maybe uh you know jonathan and i being twins like we um you know we get we're we're really close as far as and really have been all our lives and grew up you know basically sharing a bedroom and um you know so we, we you know just, just really close in general and joseph you know he's pretty we're, we're pretty close as well i mean you know we have our our disagreements and you know um you know spats here and there if you will 
Um, but I think overall we get along pretty well and, and we give each other a hard time. Um, but you know, it's kind of like, you know, we, we can do that, <laughs> you know, being, being brothers and, and being as close as we are and, and Jesse as well. He's, you know, the, um, he's also you know, he's on the channel and he's kind of like, you know, basically like the brother to us and is, is like a brother to Joseph. Um, you know, they're the same age and grew up together. And so we, yeah, we give each other a hard time and, and, you know, like when, uh, the first, uh, the, the Friday night show there where John, when Jonathan messed up and was leading and left the bottom open on a restart and got, got passed, we, yeah, we gave him a hard time for that because he should know better. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, if, if someone else can give him a hard time for it, I'd probably, you know, I would definitely stand up for him, you know. Um, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, I think we have a, I mean, that's what makes this go work is, is we all get along. We all have the same goal and we all look out for each other and, I uh, want the best for for the the team and and what you know our organization and um, if you will uh, and I think that's what what makes it work is when you have people on the same page and, and working towards the same goal like that um, you know it makes it a lot easier because um, it can get it can get really frustrating this this stuff I mean you know we we try you know we it looks I don't I guess sometimes I think it looks easy from the outside and, and people think oh these guys got it nice. And we do, don't get me wrong, we're blessed, but it's, it's a lot of work, uh, both in the shop and, you know, editing video and, and keeping up with, you know, all the stuff on social media and everything. And, and, you know, so it can get really stressful, the long hours and the stress and the, the lack of sleep sometimes. But, um, you know, like I said, when you have that driving factor behind it, that, uh, that, that, that teamwork, it makes it a lot easier. That's probably the most honest statement I've heard, Joshua, because mm-hmm. uh, we talk about it all the time. Everybody sees what what appears to be the glamorous part, where you're, where you're, mm-hmm. whether it's on YouTube or you're in Victory Lane or whatever it may be. Everybody sees that, but they miss the the hours that it took to get there and get that thing finalized and get that up. And um, that is definitely Absolutely. the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I sometimes joke and like people. You know, our blog is a behind-the-scenes blog, I guess. But a lot of people, they see, you know, our videos are behind the scenes. But in reality, there is way more to it, <laughs> you know, way more behind the scenes. Um, you know, when the cameras stop rolling after a race night, you know, there's there's anywhere from four to six, sometimes eight hours of editing uh, that goes on, you know, to get that blog out the next day, you know. Um, so it's, it's, there's a order to get the, for the crew to get the, the car turned around and ready to race the next night or, or whatever it may be. So and I'm, and that's, that's the case for a lot of things like, you know, with you guys and the events, uh, the streams that you put on that people don't, you know, people don't realize how much goes into that and what it takes. Um, you know, it's, it's, you, you learn to appreciate it whenever you get to see it uh, a little more closely, uh, for sure. And pretty big news, uh, out of the hunt, the front team there for Joseph, uh, here in the last few weeks, not only going to be running, you know, the hunt, the front, car with you guys but also pairing up with henderson motorsports to run some races with them um that's got to be pretty exciting for all you guys yeah definitely uh leon henderson and, and his crew uh we've known those those folks for a long time and uh you know we kind of mentioned it before and people who follow us know that we've you know we basically got there you know there for a long time we're, we're getting their hand-me-downs uh you know, I think we, we did the math, and it's at least four cars uh, we bought from them over the years, going back to 2012 or something like that, um, you know, and, and that Joseph drove, um, you know, and so we've, we've known them a long time, and, and there was a, a while back uh, before the, the YouTube stuff started that, that Joseph was, and they had talked about Joseph, you know, driving for him, um, and David Brazil, you know, really um, accomplished racer, he was driven for them for a long time, and he was going to step back, 
kind of kind of a semi-retirement, I think, and, uh, and it was, I don't know if they last minute, but, you know, then decided not to. And, and so, of course, they, you know, they kept doing the car and things kind of fell through for Joseph. But we've always kind of kept the relationship with them and on them. And um, and then they, uh, the opportunity for Joseph to drive for them, like just a one-off deal last year, um, kind of a, a last-minute spur-of-the-moment deal. It went well. Um, uh, didn't, I think he even finished fourth in a, in a Mississippi State Series race. So, but just working with those guys went well, and we, we liked it, and, and then they talked about doing some more, and one thing led to another, and um, yeah, we put a deal together for Joseph to run, basically to split time between their their operation uh, and in our own cars. Um, you know, it, it's just what makes sense for us right now. Um, you know, to kind of keep our own thing going on, on one side, but to also you know Joseph to go over there and drive their stuff, and and you know it's going to be a be a be a cool deal for him. He'll get to drive something different. Uh, you know, they're they got Longhorn cars, they got a new one coming, and you know, different engine combinations. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes and kind of take the load off of us a little bit with them having their own crew, um, you know, when we do race with them. So it'll be it'll be fun, exciting. And, you know, here I think next month we'll, we'll kind of kick that off and, and do some more of that throughout the year. And some, some exciting races that you guys have planned to run with them. I mean, talking about the, the you know, the Show Me 100, um, the Clash at the Mag, the Prairie Dirt Classic. I mean, these are – these are premier events uh, that Joseph's going to be running with those guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, that's, uh, those were races that we weren't sure if we were going to go to this year. Um, you know, just yeah, people don't realize what it takes to, to run a, uh, you know, a, even us, we're not, we're definitely not top flight or, or top echelon in the sport, but, you know, to do this, it just takes a lot, not only money, but, but work and manpower and, um, you know, it burns you, it burns you out and you can get exhausted. And we definitely had that last year. And so, you know, to have those guys, uh, the Henderson bunch, you know, kind of, um, you know, putting the bill for those events and not only that, but also for, you know, their crew turning the wrenches and, and basically Joseph's just going to show up and drive and we're going to show up and make videos and not have to worry about, um, you know, all the, 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 the car work on the car is going to make it a lot easier for us. And, um, definitely, and the cool part, like you said, is it being those big events that, you know, it's going to be difficult for us to make this year or that we had kind of decided not to go to, um, you know, like the show me. That's uh, one that, uh, that I've, I've been there uh, for my work with Dirt on Dirt, but um, we've never ran it, went to and raced, so that'll be really cool to get to go there. Um, now, obviously, Fairberry, we got to go there last year with, with our own equipment, so it'll be, be nice to go back and, and their stuff. Um, and, and still to be able to do, you know, it should make it where, um, you know, splitting the workload a little bit there to make it when we do take our stuff to the bigger event where it's, uh, you know, we're able to handle it. We're, we're not over, overworked or, or burned out from, from you know, um, all the other stuff going on. So it'll, it'll be pretty cool. It'll be fun to get to those events and um, hopefully perform well. Yeah. And just to kind of, kind of comment there, you know, on what you were just talking about for people who maybe don't understand that month run there from the show me to the clash of the mag, you know, you're talking about, you know, the Show Me 100 show and a four-day stint with you guys at Eldora for the Eldora Million and the Dirt Late Model Dream and then turn around for the Clash at the Mag. Talking about just work and being on the road and having to keep these cars serviced and up and ready to run, people don't realize how much that takes. Just the planning of whose shop are you going to use, where are you going to stop, those kind of things are huge. Yeah, absolutely. That's, um, you know, that four nights at Eldora, the, you got the million, uh, you know, back to back with the dream like that. That's uh, a lot, you know, and it would take, us, you know, two weeks just to get ready for that. Um, you know, and then if you go and run your stuff the week before, I guess it would be, it would be what, nine or 10 days before 
before that that the um the show me's running you know if we were to go out there i mean that's kind of, that's just with our own stuff that's one just the trip itself is it's taxing but two just you know if you tear something up or just the the general maintenance you have to do after that like to get turned around and and you know be ready to head out to Eldora, uh you know less you know, about a week later so it'll it'll definitely make it easier where we can have our stuff ready to go excuse me we're mostly ready to go um before the show me and come back and you know, maybe have a little downtime after that trip and, and then, you know, be ready to go up there and, you know, and then to come back. I mean, I can guarantee you, if it wasn't for the Henderson ride, we would not be at Magnolia the weekend after the million, the million and the dream. Like that would be a turnaround. We wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> be making with our own equipment just because of the, the amount of work it would take. Um, but to have that, you know, basically to have their stuff ready to go, uh, definitely makes that possible. And Josh would tell me this, man, how, you know, obviously you got Jesse running some, you got, you got Jonathan running, you got obviously the talent in Joseph. Um, have you always leaned towards the media side? For those that don't really know you guys' story, have you always leaned more towards the media side? Did you drive? Where, where did you kind of fall in that mix? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've raced some, um, you know, when going back to when we were, you know, kids and, um, we, we got into, we, we always raced go karts. Jonathan and I growing up in the, you know, yard carts, never really got into actual going to a racetrack with go karts. So we always raced stuff, uh, raced four wheelers and dirt bikes a little bit. And, you know, and we're always into it with our dad. And then, um, I think we were 13 whenever Jonathan, you know, our, our dad got us a, you know, back then our, our local, local track called them hog cars, basically, you know, bomber cars, pure <laughs> spot, whatever you want to call it. Um, those cars and, have uh, 10 million wanted. different names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I remember, I remember getting it and the idea was that we were both going to race. And at the time I was really involved with sports, um, baseball, football, basketball. I was, you know, really, really into all that. And, um, and, you know, just didn't have the time to work on it. it like Jonathan did, he wasn't as, as athletic as I was. Um, and so I kind of just was helping him when I could. And, uh, we, we had a, I remember we had a, a track in our, behind the, our family property and I would make laps there, but like, it really was Jonathan's car. Um, you know, he put the time and effort into it. And so I just kind of was helping him and, and then high school came, you know, and I really, really got into sports and, and didn't have the, the time for it. And so I would just go and help when I could. Um, and then really that was, that's kind of been, you know, I, I've always had kind of one foot into it and, and one foot out, whereas like Jonathan and Joseph is what they've always done. You know, they've always raced. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I did make it after high school, in college there, my, my uncle had a car, a late model, and, and I started racing it, started, started in late models, which is kind of crazy. Back, back then, I was before crates, so it was, I think we had a limited late model, and we were running with troopers at our local tracks, and um, so kind of was thrown to the wolves. But I did all right. I won a few, you know, a few races, and then crates came around, and I, I kind of dropped, I dropped down to, or all of our local tracks kind of dropped down to crates, and, and that was kind of my speed and, and worked well and, and all. But then, um, then yeah, I decided – you know, that was like I said, you get to a point in life where, you know, the, 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 you know, you kind of the, um, the naive part, you know, youthful part of you starts to realize that, you know, the, the dreams of making it in NASCAR or even just being professional, you know, aren't really, you know, are far fetched for, for folks who don't have, you know, the budget behind them. And, and so I kind of made the decision, well, I want to work in racing or, or have a, you know, be involved some, in some way. So, um, you know, I, I got into the media side of it in college and, I uh, went to work at Five Flags Speedway and uh, asphalt track here near us in Pensacola, Florida, as a homeless snowball derby, and kind of became their their media person uh, for my junior and senior year of college. And um, you know, after that, I decided to, to move move away. I went to Char- uh, Charlotte and worked at Bowes Motor Speedway, and then eventually 
did some other stuff and, and landed with Dirt on Dirt, where I was for a number of years, and I uh, worked with Royal Outlaws as their PR guy, and then was away from the sport for a while, and then went back to Dirt on Dirt. So, um, you know, I've always been into the sport just in, in different ways. So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to. I've done some go kart racing since we started the vlog, and you know, had some videos on that. I really wasn't <laughs> didn't enjoy that as much as I, I thought I would. Um, some different style of racing that that really wasn't for me. But I wouldn't mind, you know, eventually getting back in a in a late model or some kind of car and making some laps eventually. But, you know, right now I'm kind of, I'm happy to be kind of running the business side of it and, and kind of keeping all that stuff in place and just helping out where I can. But still keeping the brothers in check that, that there, there's going to come a time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need a seat yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Down the road one day we'll, we'll get there, but you know, we just, we have so much going on. I mean, right now it's hard to make time even for, uh, you know, for Johnson to get behind the wheel. I mean, he, he raced, um, you know, and that's what this channel started. The, our channel started as was, you know, with his racing and kind of him documenting what he was doing and, and Joseph as well. But it kind of turned into, you know, following, you know, him following Joseph's racing. And I think he raced three times last year in total. Um, you know, so uh, for him to get behind the wheel, you know, and get to race a couple times the other week was, was pretty cool. And hopefully he gets to do more of that. And um, but you know, we're we're full full fledged ahead uh, um, with Joseph's racing and trying to help you know, getting them to a point where, you know, it's, uh, you know, doing it at the top level you can in dirt track racing, hopefully. And, you know, Jesse, he's shown a lot of promise and people seem to be really interested in his career and what he's doing and, and we're, you know, and him learning the ropes. So hopefully we're, we're going to keep them progressing and hopefully, um, you know, we just keep moving forward and, um, you know, everybody keeps getting better and as a team, we keep getting better and win races, win bigger races. And hopefully people uh, keep finding it entertaining and, and keep coming back to watch it. You know, and, and Joshua, I got to say this too about your brother Jonathan. One of the things I love the most about him is uh, my day job is um, I'm a high school principal. So him being in education oh, as wow. well um, <laughs> definitely is a connection I feel because I, I I use racing as my ability to get away from the uh, the grind of, of education during the day. And I love my job. I love what I get to do. But uh, racing is definitely a whole different speed. So There's a lot of connections in education and racing. Absolutely. You know that you see that yeah. intertwine a whole lot. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, he's he's you know, so Jonathan's not teaching anymore. He's he's full time with the hunt the front stuff. Yeah. But, you know that wasn't that wasn't an easy decision for him. He really did uh, love teaching. I think he did it for eight or nine years or something like that. And, um, he he still says that one day he's going to go back to it. And who knows? He might um, depending on how you know, everything goes up front. But um, but yeah, it's definitely. Uh, yeah, take the take, yeah, have passion for uh, for education and passion for kids to to, uh, to be in education and a lot of respect for for teachers and those in education for sure. Well, let Jonathan know if he ever wants to move to Indiana. Um, I've I've always got openings, so we we can find him an English position <laughs> if he wants to come up to Southern Indiana. <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know. I, the I weather the weather's know, not nearly as good. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joshua, man, I, I just want to say this. I, I got a lot of a lot of admiration, a lot of respect for what you guys are doing. Um, I appreciate the way you guys are pushing the sport. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us, man, and, and keep it up. Um, it's amazing what you guys are doing and, and big fans from us. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate you. Appreciate the kind words there. Appreciate you guys having, having me on. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work as well. All right. Thanks, Joshua. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. All right, Matt. And uh, we did drop Ryan there uh, during the – I was the, wondering what happened to him. During, he got during the call. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to give him a call back here. Um, 
kind of wrap up what we what we talked about there with Joshua, but just amazing, man. What oh, yeah. what those guys have been able to build and do and um you know, turn around here with with this whole thing and That's cool that they found that outlet. I'm back. All right, we got we got Ryan Bowling back. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. My is the baby more okay? And more phone trouble. For reason, um, I was on the phone the other day with Lenny Batiki with PRN in the track, and it dropped like three times in an interview. And and uh, I'm starting to think it's the phone. So, <laughs> well, Ryan, we were just uh, we were just kind of finishing up there and talking about you know uh, Joshua and everything that's going on there with Hunt the Front and. Um, Man, just it's just amazing to see what these guys have done, and and like I said to them, just real down to earth, good guys that are just doing what so many grassroots racing team racing teams are, um, and have just kind of let everybody in behind the scenes and built this this organic following. Yeah, and what's really cool about uh, what they're doing, and, and you know they they've kind of showed it here the past few weeks. Um, you know they've kind of started, uh, you know, getting into this uh, live streaming and then pay-per-view and, you know, the, with the, with the way the live streaming industry is right now, it's, it's there's a lot of, of moving pieces and a lot of things are changing. There's a lot of things that's going to, you know, uh, big changes coming soon. You know, there's just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes and, you know, I think with, with what they're doing and what they're, um, you know, getting into, um, it's, it's going to be sort of the future of, of, you know, how we, we watch, uh, you know, racing events and things. I mean, they, they've kind of found a, you know, an avenue there to, you know, uh, you know, keep building their brand and, and keep, uh, you know, um, pushing that, that content into the future. And I'm very excited to see, you know, how that keeps growing. I know we got to work with them for that one show and, um, you know, we, we kind of talked to the possibility of, you know, if, if we're, you know, if, if we're somewhere that they're, they're going to be racing, we can, you know, continue to work together in the future. So, um, a lot of cool stuff there that I think, you know, we need to keep an eye on. And, um, and just, uh, like I said, the industry is kind of in a crazy spot right now. And, um, you know, I think if, if they kind of keep rolling with what they're doing, it's, it's going to just keep pushing it that direction. And I'm going to say, uh, you know, we, we preach on this show all the time about reaching out to the new generation. And I think the vlog thing is, uh, I think they hit a, a vein right there because, you know, that the new generation, that they're all about vlogs. And I think, you know, they probably introduced people that would never be introduced to the sport because of that outlet they have right there. Yeah, I agree. And I was going to, I was going to follow that up with, you know, I think some of these major late model teams need to take note. And we've yes. talked about on here too, with what F1 did with Netflix and they're kind of behind mm -hmm. the scene series and which that was great unbelievable yeah that was fabulous and how they've grown that sport and i'm not knocking nascar nascar has done some really good things lately to try and grow their reach mm -hmm. and, and who they connect with but what people want now is stories they yeah. want to know the guy we've talked before in the 80s our dads granddads they they went by a car and a number and a sponsor and the guy but not the backstory yes it was how they raced nowadays we want to know everything going on and mm -hmm. and you know, you want to build a brand as a race driver, as a, as a, you know, person, people want to see behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think this, if you're, if you're a crate guy that's racing local, if you're, you know, somebody take the time 
to grab a GoPro, film behind the scenes stuff, and start to build that following and be you. You don't have to be something different. You don't have yeah, to don't be a character. A character. Yes. No, just yep. be you. Yeah, I got to say the F one thing. I I became an F one fan after I watched that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. I, you know, I, I found myself looking for the races so I could watch them because I had the backstories on all the drivers. And especially when you're talking about how do you get the female audience in, they want stories. Oh, yes. And that's how you bring them in. Yep. I think we need to do a, do, <laughs> do a behind the scenes of just all of our madness and all the, the racetrack promotions and just everything in general. You know, I think that, you know, the, the three of us, we've got our, you know, hands in enough, uh, enough storylines behind the scenes that, um, it'd, it'd be cool, I think, to, to kind of show our perspective of all that, too, on, on the backside of, of racing. I, I agree 100%. I think it would be, um, even if it, even if no one else watches it, even if it's only three subscribers, <laughs> you, me, and Matt, um, it would, stuff, it, it, we'd have to kind of limit it to the, you know, we'd have to, <laughs> to probably put it behind a pretty good paywall so we don't get in trouble, you know, with, with kids watching. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll have to we'll have to yeah. keep it pretty uh pretty PG, but uh but no, like I mean it's and and one thing I know your call I think had dropped when he said this, Ryan, but one thing I talked to Joshua about is he said, you know, people just don't realize, even for them, even with what they've got rolling and what they've got going, how much time, effort, and work goes into making this stuff happen. And, you know, and I I mentioned to him i said you know it's something we talk about all the time you know it's people see the glamorous side people see when you're at the track people see oh man you get into the racetrack for free people see that you know you get to go down to victory lane you get to walk in the pits and talk to drivers what they don't realize is, is the hours that you spend editing video or i spend re- editing audio or setting up and tearing down and sunday afternoon untangling cables that was really glamorous <laughs> in crothersville indiana untangling cables for an hour it wouldn't be, but he was in Crothersville. That's what made it glamorous. Absolutely. Yeah. Just north <laughs> of Mastersville and yes. Irwin uh, Chassis. Yeah. So, yeah. It wasn't glamorous until you said the location. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, you're right. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I would love to, you know, and just working with them, it has kind of got me thinking more and more about, man, that's maybe we do need to to kind of get our story out a little more and just, you know, become more personable like that because, you know, it's, um, you know, obviously, you know, we're, we're the ones living it. We're the ones doing it. And we're all, you know, everybody's story is going to be more, you know, we might think it's, it's more, you know, significant than it might be to everyone else. But, you know, I still think that if, um, you know, if you get involved with the community and, and you show what, what you're doing and, and just where your heart's at, you know, it's, it's a positive thing and that's what they've done. You know, they, they, they've showed everyone where their heart's at and, you know, it was really cool working, uh, their broadcasts and seeing all the, the comments come in on the live side of things and just, you know, the, the connections that they had with those, you know, hundred thousand, some people, you know, and these people were all over the world and just, uh, you know, they were connected to these guys and, and, you know, like you guys said, they're, they're no different than us. You know, they're just a group of guys out there doing what they love and getting their story out. And, and I think that's, like you said, everybody should be doing this. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you don't have to try to be somebody you're not. Let's, let's get out there and, and, you know, 
throw our heart out there and go do what we love and, and see where it goes. I, I do want to correct one thing that I said. I said that you should be yourself um, and not create a character. Steve Peden, if you're listening, a character would be good for you because your personality really is not advantageous to anybody enjoying it. So, Steve, maybe maybe come up with a character. I haven't slammed Steve in like six months. I had to. <laughs> and he, he messaged me today. I wanted to know what time we were live. So I'm hoping he tuned in. <laughs> but if we're live, you, you get him every time. So. <laughs> Ryan, uh, I know that, uh, or at least correct me. I may be wrong here. Um, winter heat uh, is canceled for this weekend because there is no heat. Uh <laughs> We got any broadcasts this weekend, or is, is Mother Nature taking everything out? Yes, we've got. Uh, yeah, winter heat got um, you know froze out. Basically, they got rain um, down at deep south in Waxie, Alabama. Um, rain on Friday. It's going to be really cold Saturday, just like everywhere you know everywhere else. Um, this weekend, though, we do have the uh, Lucas Oil Now 600 Series um, at Creek County in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. Uh, it's out by Tulsa. Um, they actually shifted so their that, show their weekend Tulsa to Saturday, time? Sunday. Um, so we've got those guys this weekend. And, um, and you know, it's, they've been a very cool group to work with, and they've got a lot of big events coming up this year. Um, cool to work with them. And then, of course, next weekend we, you know, we're back full bore with, um, you know, the USCS is back at um, – North Alabama, I believe, for their championship weekend. And then we've got the um, Heart Micro Series at DeCoin Indoors for um, the Midwest Winter Nationals that weekend. I believe that's uh, Friday, Saturday. And then we've got the um, No Way Out, obviously, at Paragon on Saturday night. So big weekend next weekend for us, and, um, and we're, we're all systems go. Well, I just got a text message, and uh, Steve Peden would like you to know that he is supporting Matt and Ryan's show. Um, and I didn't know that Dustin changed his name to Richard. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> glad to know that Steve is listening live with us tonight. Uh, nothing but love, P3. Haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, so glad to see you still have a phone that can text me. So, so Ron, I don't know if you heard me or not, but that race out in Oklahoma, it's on Tulsa time, right? It's oh yeah, living on Tulsa time, <laughs> and yeah, I um, like I said, it, it's been cool to work with those guys out there because I don't know, Oklahoma is just a, in my opinion, it's a cool state. I love the people out there, and it's just you know, if you know, if I was going to move somewhere west, I think Oklahoma would probably be, you know, uh, be the area I'd want to move to. They've got a lot of neat tracks out there, a lot of neat you know, just racing in general. And, and like I said, this micro sprint racing is, is getting a lot of our focus right now. And it's, it's kind of where we're, you know, shifting some things to. So uh, very cool to have them on the platform. And um, yeah. And if somebody hasn't tuned in for one of those now 600 races, I'm telling you, jump on this weekend um, and watch that live on dirt to media, because um, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's some great racing. So definitely, definitely tune in. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, like I said, they shifted to Saturday, Sunday, 
Uh, I don't know the weather right now. Of course, everywhere it's, you know, here in Indiana, we, we talk about our weather changing, but it seems like, you know, this time of year, it's like this everywhere. And, you know, things jump around a little bit with, um, you know, dates and racing and, uh, but luckily we're, you know, we've got some good crews, you know, in all the different regions that we're covering and allows us to do this. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, again, in case you haven't seen Brownstown Speedway, obviously going to be 30 degrees on Saturday's canceled practice, um, which I could have told you that last weekend because I don't know that we've ever gotten two weekends of practice in a row. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I just, I don't. <laughs> yeah. When it was 70 last weekend, I could have told you no way in hell that we're practicing next weekend. Yeah. Didn't think they'd be calling for one to three inches of snow prior, but um, that is the forecast right now. Well, how can you break the ice if you don't get ice? That's a great point. That's a great point, Matt. Um, So some big events coming up. Uh, Be on the lookout. Sounds like we're starting a vlog. Uh, We'll let you know when when that's out there. Um, But uh, we'll be back next week, better than ever. Um, Dustin will be portraying uh, Steve there on the vlog. Yeah, I'm going to be Steve Peden. yeah, I, I think I'll I think I'll figure out how I'm gonna play play that character. Um, mainly finish second most of the time. Um, so, uh, Steve, I I did not say none of that right there. So, <laughs> Steve is starting his truck in Martinsville to drive down. Uh, so, but uh, anyway, uh, join us again next week. Um, and again, thank you to Joshua Joyner of Hunt the Front uh, for joining us. Uh, again, appreciate everything they're doing. And Ryan, uh, you know, tell Miles good night from all of us here at that throttled up the podcast. Uh, he's going to be up all night, so <laughs> I don't know exactly when when good night is, but I will definitely tell him. And um, you know, it's like I said, it's been been crazy here the past few weeks. Sleep's been kind of you know. You guys have lived it. You know what it is. So, hey, do you remember when? I have to tell you guys. Do you remember when being up all night was fun? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I used to enjoy it, but now it's like, man, anytime we can get a couple hours of sleep, I'm all about it. <laughs> right so, on, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Again, good guys. Thank you. All right, see you guys. Everybody, join us next week. <laughs>